first episode of JR Takes. Here we uh, are. This is what we look like. Us in the flesh. Yes, you no longer have to try and imagine what the voices and the the faces look like, and now you you have it right here in the flesh. But yeah, uh, the face to the voice is <laughs> finally here. Yeah, yeah. I'm super excited. By the way, we plan on making this uh, a normal routine. Uh, starting week to week, we'll we'll be coming out with an episode and. Probably it'll be a little bit more interesting now that you'll have visuals to go with what we're talking about and not just a slideshow with our logo <laughs> in the background. And yeah, yeah, it'll be a little more of a modern podcast instead of going back to 2007 Windows Movie Maker esque slideshow. Right, right. Which, you know, it was fun, but yeah, it's time to evolve. Yeah. You know, you know, after a year of doing this thing, well, a little over a year, because the uh, episode we released, what came out in the beginning of April or end of March? I, I think it was like right around this time, because I remember it was a month after the Russell Wilson, Wilson. trade, which was March 8th. So that would put us like first week of April-ish. Mm-hmm. So it's basically the year anniversary of JR Takes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this is kind of how we're celebrating by... Uh, like you said, evolving and not devolving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what we're going to be talking about in this episode today is uh, Ryan and I did a mock draft. Uh, I did mine through Pro Football Network or Pro Football. I don't know if that's the same thing as Pro Football It looked reference. a little... Uh, I did um, the Pro Football Focus version, but it it looked like we used different ways of doing it. But was the, yours free? Cause, yes. Okay. So PFF did have theirs as a free-to-use app for mm-hmm. like a fucking year and last week or two weeks ago they decided to put it behind a paywall and i just out of principle like i'm not paying it well <laughs> the mock draft that i did i i thought it, there was a lot of depth to it i had the browns and the texans trying to trade me like left like every round like mm-hmm. every time i had a new pick it was some random team trying to fuck me over and give me <laughs> bullshit for whatever pick i had but but yeah, it was a lot of fun. I want to definitely do it again. Uh, we obviously, I don't know if we said this before we started recording, but we do want to do a full mock draft of the NFL, uh, and we'll be we'll be doing that a couple days before the draft. Obviously, yeah, we still um, got three weeks of content to fill up before the draft. Which yeah, is, it's getting to the point where it's it's grueling waiting for this thing, man. Well, and. <laughs> When I was doing my mock draft, it was kind of the first sort of, I guess, foot in the door as far as learning about all of the players. Because last year, that's kind of what we did when we drafted the first round. Yeah. I got really familiar with all of like the third, the first 32 players drafted and like watching the NFL season and seeing like that Raven safety. I can't even remember his name, but I remember he like... I don't remember it either. Every time I heard his name, I was like, oh, yeah, that was the guy I thought the Lions were going to take it to, but blah, blah, that just didn't happen. So. Yeah, he was the prospect that a lot of sites had as, like, a top five player in the draft, and I mm-hmm. feel like this year's version of that is kind of Brian Branch or, or even Bijan, honestly, mm-hmm. where it's, like, positional value is making them slide out of the top ten, but they're top ten players in the draft. Yeah, right. So uh, do you want to just, I guess, kind of dive right into... sure how our mock drafts went yeah so um starting off at pick five the draft that i did the way it played out is you had three quarterbacks and jalen carter going in the top four Mm -hmm. jalen carter going to arizona and then in the order of bryce young cj stroud and i believe will levis uh at four to the colts um which 
You could totally see that happening on draft night. Mm-hmm. Um, people have been projecting that Jalen Carter is going to slide and I actually just saw a report today that he's refusing to meet with teams that are picking outside the top 10. Mm. I, I don't know, man. Like the, every time I see a new tidbit of info come out about Jalen Carter, it's like my nervousness level for him just elevates. So it, it seems like he's choosing all the wrong decisions doesn't it every opportunity he's given he's like i'm gonna pick the the the, the, the banana over the gun yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I, I don't know i mean yeah i didn't pick him is what i'm trying to say uh i went with will anderson and that was picking him over either anthony richardson or will levis who um they weren't both available but in this situation it's do we take Will Anderson or do we take Anthony Richardson? And I think, you know, were it Jalen Carter and Anthony Richardson, um, I would, you know, be inclined to go with Richardson. But in this scenario, we have Geno. Um, we even have Drew Locke as a one-year backup with potential to re-sign in the future. Um, Will Anderson is, in my opinion, the safest pick in this draft. And I don't say that just because of the production, but also every interview I've seen with him, um, especially what some of his teammates and like um, Nick Saban has said about him, for example, he's just a hardworking, super dedicated athlete. Mm -hmm. And I think he's going to be a pro bowl player for 10 plus years. Yeah. um, So going off of that, I also chose Will Anderson for my fifth overall pick and kind of the same scenario. We had Bryce CJ. uh, I actually had uh, Gonzalez, the corner out of Oregon going to Arizona and then Anthony Richardson went to Indianapolis. And then <laughs> it's kind of funny. I actually had a couple of trade offers. The Texans, I was saying, they offered me the 12th pick and then a bunch of change like for next year's draft. And I think their second round pick for the fifth overall pick wasn't worth it to me when I had Jalen Carter and Will Anderson available at five. I went with the safer pick and Will Anderson because like you were saying, yet again, another Jalen Carter headline comes out about him making the wrong choice. Yeah. So uh, Jalen Carter, that pick was just too, too scary for me. So I went with the safe one. And honestly, like I feel like I want Will Anderson more anyway. Uh, I do too. Now. Especially some with some of the moves we made in the off season, shorting up the defensive line with uh, Dremont Jones. And, you know, I actually think based on some things I'm hearing, we actually might go after Puna Ford um in free agency which isn't the most exciting thing in the world but he can play nose tackle we've mm-hmm. lined him up there in the past and he is wide so he could he's 311 pounds yeah he's, he's not a small guy i mean he's <laughs> he's like not much taller than you but yeah. he's fucking like twice as heavy basically yeah <laughs> <laughs> not quite but yeah, yeah 311 pounds that's not a small human no, no 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 so he can fill that void and I, I think Will Anderson with Uchenna Nuosu, not only is that going to help the pass rush, but he's a good run defender as well. So mm-hmm. that'll help out with our run defense. Yeah. Um, so after my fifth overall pick, I kind of went with a pick that might have been a little bit of a reach, but it's a guy it's a guy that I I was I heard his name a couple months ago and the, the measurables really got to me, and that's Dewan Jones. This guy is six eight. His arms, his arm span, it, I I don't remember the exact numbers, but they're longer 
it's it's not close is what I'm saying. Yeah. Compared He's to, like Andre the Giant. Compared to other <laughs> linemen. And I I do it's a good problem to have to have too many big offensive tackles. I'm worried that maybe Abraham Lucas will feel slighted if he's asked to move around on the offensive line. But who who knows? Like again, it's a good problem to have if you draft a six foot eight Dewan Jones to protect yeah, the quarterback and i don't think you got into his weight in those listing of the measurables but he's like 360 or 50 pounds isn't he he's absolutely he's a monster huge and yeah. a luke is a big guy but this guy dewan jones would tower over him and mm-hmm. be like 40 pounds heavier yeah so uh, I think if Abe Lucas is willing to do it, um, you know, you move him into the right guard spot. You have Damian Lewis uh, stay at left guard where he was one of the better left guards in the league last year, according to PFF. I I don't know how to grade offensive linemen other than the eye test, which mm-hmm. is, I know, stupid, but I didn't play offensive line. I don't get it, you know, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but uh you pair that with the Evan Brown signing in free agency to fill the void at center and maybe draft a guy into later rounds. And that's a really good young offensive line that we're putting together. And, you know, that's kind of why I went the fifth and the 20th. I wanted to build the trenches on each side of the ball, Mm -hmm. you know, having Will Anderson be the addition to the defense. And I really like the idea of Will Anderson's personality, splicing that up with Jamal Adams. Like those are some, those are some guys I wouldn't want to have to deal with. Yeah, uh, they're playmakers too. Yeah. So I and that's what our defense needs because you know besides Tariq last year, once Jamal Adams went down, Uchenna made some great plays, but like I felt like especially if we're talking about the front seven, there just wasn't a lot of playmaking happening. You know, right. The for a few weeks there, Bruce Irvin was injecting the juice into our defense, and <laughs> the guy's thirty five; he couldn't sustain it. Um. So I I'm totally with you there. I went on the other side of the ball with pick 20 and I actually did a trade down here. I think. Yeah. So this was a situation I've been talking about for a few weeks on this podcast, but I've started to even see rumors about it happening. And that's a little Noah Fant trade. Oh, because we're in a situation right now where cap wise, we're out of money. We're Mm. actually, once we sign the rookies going to be over the cap, right? We need to make a move, and I still think we need to sign another guy or two um, in free agency. Probably just one in, like, depth signings, but nonetheless, trading Noah Fant clears up $5 million in cap space, which is significant. Mm-hmm. And we could potentially recoup a fourth rounder from him or or possibly more. So what I had here, and as unrealistic as this trade may sound, it was accepted on the PFF mock draft simulator. I didn't force the trade. Was the simulator calculator on rookie mode? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember if that's even an option, <laughs> uh, but I traded pick 20 and Noah Fant to the Cowboys for pick 26, uh, their second rounder, their third rounder and their fourth rounder. I know that's a lot to get back, but they accepted it, and this I is Jerry Jones we're talking about here. So I could actually see them accepting that with ease. Yeah, and if you think about it, you know they're they're trading up six spots in the first round, which first round picks each pick value is really high compared mm-hmm. to trading up in later rounds. You get Noah Fan, who's a former first round prospect. Yeah, you add him to the receiving core of C. D. Lamb and who Brandon Cooks. 
you they're gonna need that. Also, they lost, I think Dalton Schultz is his they name. They did. He went yeah. to the Texans. So they have a need. I, yeah. I feel like it's not that it's a little unrealistic. Like maybe they wouldn't give up their second and all that, just the third and the fourth. I don't know. But either way, I I'd take that deal. Cause at 20, it's not like we're trading back from pick five anymore. Mm-hmm. I think in this draft, after pick like 12, like 13 through like 40, it's really hard to gauge you what also, the value is. You, know? you could also get a, a Dewan Jones, I'm guessing, at 26. Probably. Like, that's probably a trade that I could have made as well in my own mock draft. I was just, you know, it was my first mock draft, all right? I made some mistakes, that uh, some decisions I'm not proud of. It's hard to be in that GM chair, man. Yeah. There's a reason why they get paid the big bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was taking Brian Brissy or Brees, however you say it, at pick 26. This guy, he had a much more productive 2020, I think. And he was dealing with some personal situations and the loss of his sister, which is tragic. Mm-hmm. But he's just got phenomenal tape um, when there's not injuries or personal situations at play and even going back to his high school days he was one of the top prospects um nationwide at the defensive line position Mm -hmm. he would more than likely play three four defensive end in our defense and i don't know if this guy is going to be a pro bowl talent but he will be just a solid starter for us and has the ability to make some plays so uh i think originally i wanted kalijah cansey at that spot but he was gone so Mm -hmm. to me brian brisey is like just a hair below him so I think that's another guy that you could have at the very least part of the rotation in year one and being a significant contributor. Uh, that's funny you bring up Kalaja Kansi. I almost drafted him because I remember we talked about him um, the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, just It was just a name that I recognized. So when you when you hear a name and then you see it on paper, you're, you kind of have a, a bias. Yeah. Um, almost drafted him, but then I saw this guy out of LSU uh, – Jacqueline Roy and I just I saw I don't know too much about this guy there wasn't honestly uh the player notes there wasn't any it, there the only notes it had was a link and then it took me to the link and then his player notes weren't there so uh <laughs> I drafted this guy purely on what I saw his height and weight to be a uh, defensive tackle knowing that we don't have uh, someone to put there right now uh mm-hmm. he I think he was tipping the scales at like 315 62 okay. so i was like that's a good size plug you in defensive tackle yeah we we need some big bodies on that line right yeah. now so yeah. especially because we i know we run a three four defense but if you actually watch through cl's tape going back to 2020 even 2019 we've been running a hybrid three four four three even sometimes the two-man fronts where we just have mm-hmm. two defensive linemen. We've been doing it for years. Two-man front, and then the running back gets 40 yards because yeah. he doesn't get touched. <laughs> but if you're going to run a two-man front, if you have a you know some huge guys up there and then competent linebackers behind him, you can make it work. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, don't do it on first and 10. Anyways, <laughs> um, so who'd you you picked Jacqueline Roy? Uh, yeah, and then my next pick, I went opposite side of the ball. Uh, I drafted a receiver out of Tennessee. Oh, okay. Cedric Tillman. Nice. It was between him and uh, Keyshawn Butte. I, I well, I would much prefer him over Keyshawn. I almost went Keyshawn because again, that was a name that I I saw last year playing at LSU. I just it was intriguing, but I looked at Cedric Tillman's uh, uh, measurables. He's a lot bigger. Yeah. And um, 
He's he a good just, route runner too. He also yeah, and uh contested catches was something that he excelled in. Uh and that is someone we need. Uh our I feel like our third receiver has always been uh uh flash in the pan like David Moore, uh yeah. Marquise Goodwin. Like they they can do it, but they can't do it all the time. And I think getting a guy like Cedric Tillman that that would lead me to believe like it would it would give me a lot of promise for his potential. Yeah. Yeah, cuz he has he has the chance, he's a bigger guy to maybe be an outside receiver one day, mm-hmm. but just to start off, he could play in the slot and, you know, not having the pressure to be a number 2 or number 1 guy. He, I think he would be great as a wide receiver 3 in this offense. Yeah. I also went after a receiver in this draft, but not till a bit later. Uh, in round two, I had Mozzie Smith at uh, pick 37. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that might not even be there at 37. He, there's a chance he's not even there at 20. I've seen some people mock him super high, but he's just a really athletic, productive defensive tackle. Uh, would be a nose in our defense. I think he's over 320 or at mm-hmm. least like 315. Um, but he's far and away by most websites out there the top nose tackle prospect and we don't have one on the roster right now so that's that's kind of what i was thinking with that pick and i think then, i think you have a couple more picks than me because of that draft or that the, trade the no fan trade yeah. yeah um so i actually had three second round picks which would be crazy in and of yeah itself. i don't have that <laughs> uh, and so i'll just i'll just run through those real quick quickly here uh 52 pick 52 in round two i had us going after diane henley this is a guy we've actually met with pre-draft. Um, mm. the, so we've shown interest in him. Uh, he's local-ish, played at WSU. He's a bit undersized as a linebacker. I think he's only like 228 pounds, which is lighter than DK Metcalf. Yeah. But he's super fast, super athletic, good at covering. And that's something that I think was sorely missed last year, mm-hmm. especially when, you know, I like him, but Jordan Brooks gave up like 140 passer rating when targeted last year. So it's... It's a problem. Yeah. Uh, And then after that, this is getting, this is probably the most unrealistic pick I have here. I have us getting Zach Charbonnet at the end of the second round at pick 58, which is what we got from the Cowboys. But I think I would really like this because he's kind of the opposite of Kenneth Walker in a lot of ways. He's bigger, he's taller, and he was a bit more of a pass catcher, I believe. So he kind of fills the roles that Kenneth, I mean, I, I think Kenneth should be at getting at least like 18 carries a game, mm-hmm. but you can give Zach Charbonnet a, the same amount of carries basically and still have, uh, you won't have a production fall off, you know? Yeah, I like that pick. I, he's someone that I saw that I could have taken, but it would have been a, it would have been a reach had, I think I could have taken him over, Tillman and I decided to mm. go receiver and not running back because yeah. I just felt I just feel like uh, receiver is something that we've needed to answer for years now. We tried doing it with D Eskridge as the solution, and uh, you saw clearly what clearly that has not worked out. <laughs> is he even on the team still? He is, but uh, he's someone I I haven't thought about too much when I've been doing these mocks. But he's someone that I would flip for a fucking seventh rounder at this yeah. point. Like yeah, to be, I, I know that return on our, our second round investment is not there, but I'm I'm kind of just done with him. I'd rather take a swing at like if we could get like I don't know like a Bryce Ford Wheaton in round seven. Mm-hmm. Like he's at least got some size and doesn't have the injury disaster history that 
you have with the Eskridge. So, anywho, who'd you grab in the third round? So, in the third round... Oh, wait, no. Maybe, okay. Because that was pick 52 with Tillman. Yeah. That's who... That was my most recent pick, and then uh, it's pick 83 after that for me. Yeah. Okay, so I went with Siaki Ika, and that is because we talked about him, I think, last episode or two episodes ago. We've he, talked about him before. He was a name sure. I recognized, uh, saw his measurables, and was like, yeah, we need another D-tackle. He, I think he was the best available defensive interior guy. There's um, a big drop-off after him. Uh, sure. And so, yeah, I, I went with another defensive interior guy just because, again, we don't have one on the roster right now, a nose tackle. Yeah. Uh, and and we need as many DTs as we can get, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I so I would be totally down with that. To me, there's three guys in this draft where we have to draft one of the three of them. They're all nose tackles. Mm-hmm. So first would be Mozzie Smith, the guy I picked. Um, he's number one for me. Number yeah. two is a guy named Keanu Benton out of Wisconsin. I almost drafted him. Oh yeah. Strictly because his name is Keanu Benton. And I kept <laughs> thinking his name was Keanu Burson. He's a good player too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so stupid. But, uh, uh, and then third for me is Siaki or Siaka Ika. I don't know how uh-huh. to say his name, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got to get one of those three guys in this draft. If we don't, I'm going to be a little confused and annoyed yeah but yeah moving on who, who do you got next there oh it is it is it still in the third round for me i, th- I think i have two third actually rounders. yeah you're up you're oh, okay. up for the third round yeah so again uh two third round picks in my mock because of the trade with the cowboys and with pick 83 uh i was taking luke whipler out of ohio state mm-hmm He's a just, I mean, some people have him as the number one center prospect. Most people have either Joe Tippmann or uh, Michael Schmitz, but this is a guy that even if he doesn't start for us in, in year one, he could be a starter for us going forward. And again, we just need depth there and he's a good player. He mm-hmm. could be, if he is the starter day one for us, that's, that's a win. I think we'd have a really young offensive line with a lot of promise and upside, which look at the Eagles this year and the chiefs as well. They both had phenomenal offensive lines. So that's there's a lot of different ways to build a championship team, but I'm really of the belief that building up your walls, you know, offensive line, defensive line, front seven, that's the quickest way to do it, in in my opinion, in today's Agreed. NFL. Agreed. Uh, and then with my other third round pick that we got from the Cowboys, I was taking receiver that this is another guy uh, that the Seahawks have had a pre-draft visit visit with. And that's kind of how I've been shaping um, some of these picks because we've already shown that interest. Uh, Michael Wilson out of Stanford. This guy's six foot two, I believe. Uh, I think he's about 210 pounds, maybe a bit lighter, like 205, but a bigger guy. Mm -hmm. And he put up 23 reps of 225 at the combine. that's, That's fucking strong. I think that's only two less than DK did. So this is a very strong guy, a bigger guy, and one of the best run blockers in the draft. So pair those three things together, and then here's kind of the negative of him. He did have some injury problems. Um, he didn't have a ton of production in college, and his 40-yard dash was 4.58, which isn't, you know, slow, but that's not burner speed by any means. Right. However, this guy's got good hands. When he's healthy, he's got first-round tape, and I'm not the only one that thinks that. Um, what's his name? Uh, the guy that used to play quarterback. He's on... Pro Football Network or whatever. 
Um, Sims, Chris Sims, Chris Sims. Chris Sims. Yeah. Chris Sims had him as his fifth best receiver in this draft, hmm. which is way higher than anyone else I've seen rank Michael Wilson. But I just think he's a good player. And I think because of some unfortunate circumstances in college, he's not being talked about as much as he should be. But the one thing you'll find in this draft, which I think you've seen is everyone at the receiver position in this draft for the most part is a slot guy. Mm-hmm. They're like five foot eight to five foot 11 and they're 180 pounds. There is like three guys that are over six foot. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't have a problem. I mean, look at Tyler Lockett. I don't have a problem with us taking a smaller guy, but look at D Eskridge. Look at, you know, the guy, the Rams took, I don't even remember his name. And I can even think of a guy like Tavon Austin, who was mm-hmm. pretty decent, but never really, um, played to his draft status and mm-hmm. same with, uh, John Ross. Yeah. Uh, so there's just, there's a lot more of a track record of the smaller guys, not making that transition than the opposite. So, um, yeah. Are we on around four yet? We are. So who do you got in round four? So for round four, uh, I want cornerback. I went Miles Brooks out of Louisiana Tech. Okay. And my reasoning for that is he's a bigger guy, six one, uh, like around one, I think one ninety or something like that, or one around there, like a slender six one guy. Um, but he's not like one seventy. He's not tiny. No, 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 no. Yeah. He, I went. Uh, I kind of went Pete Carroll mentality. I wanted to pair up a tall, big guy next to. Um, why am I spacing on our best player's name? Tariq Woolen. Tariq Woolen. <laughs> um, <laughs> it happens. Uh, yeah, I wanted to pair another big corner, go back to our roots of the Legion of Boom days, get two guys on each side of the ball, and then have Kobe Bryant and uh, Trey Brown play on the, the, the nickel positions. So we have the the smaller guys on the interior, big guys on the outside. That's kind of yeah. my, my thought process. And we could also potentially have Julian Love come in. Uh, we'll, we're probably going to have Julian Love play a lot of snaps this year, either at, at like, corner because we'll have two it, safeties already. Yeah, they call it the big nickel mm-hmm. where we might move uh, Jamal Adams for a play or two to basically a linebacker. We used to do a similar thing with Cam back in the day. Right. Um, and then, yeah, we, we would have like six defensive backs on the field, potentially five or six. Anyways, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they use these players. But I, I, I agree. I think that if we take a corner in this draft, it makes a lot of sense because mm-hmm. I like Michael Jackson. I like Trey Brown. I like Kobe Bryant. But I don't think any of those three guys like if if we take a swing and they turn into a pro bowler like next to Tariq Woolen, that seriously makes us dangerous. I mean, look at the Jets. They weren't great last year, but the duo of DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner was elite. And yeah. that's a that's a big reason why they even got seven wins to in the first place I also quarterback play. I just really think a big blueprint to Pete Carroll defense is just having two physical corners. I agree. Like in the starting set. Like I love Kobe Bryant. I thought he was awesome. He was a honestly created a forced a lot of turnovers. Yeah. And we that's someone we need. But I feel like just as far as the size and the speed, something that Pete and John are probably looking into. Yeah, he is sort of missing those two traits. Yeah. He's not bad at either, but he's not elite at either. Exactly. So um, I'm with you. And uh, 
and I actually think I I can't really tell by pick number if I'm still in the fourth draft, but I did make a trade with the Colts. They offered me, I think, pick one either 151 or 154 for something. Maybe I, it might have been 120. I don't know. I have 83, and then I go down to 138. So Yeah, I think you traded the fourth back a bit. Maybe, yeah. And that so, would make sense. Yeah, so now I have two picks in the 150s, but... Um, Oh, yeah, um, so you got a you got a fifth rounder for trading back in the fourth is what got you it. did. Um all right, technical issue fixed. We're we're rolling again. Yep, I kind of assumed that would happen, so just bear with us. We'll 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 be working pro- through the kinks. <clears throat> we'll be pros by a couple episodes from now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so back to the fourth round. Uh at pick one twenty three, I had us taking Moro Ojomo out of Texas. Uh, another guy that would play three four defensive end, more than likely in our system. Uh, he's kind of all over the place on big boards, but uh, PFF had him at uh, prospect ranked number 85, and I got him at 120. Mm-hmm. And I just figured that's that's pretty good value. It's a yeah. position of need. I think he's about 287, close to 290, so he sits the he fits the size profile for our defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with my next pick at 129, the last of the the Cowboys picks that I recouped, I took Dorian Williams, and this guy's really similar in profile to Diane Henley, who I took in round two, but just not as highly ranked mm-hmm. or touted, but we still need more linebackers. I mean, it's great. We got Bobby back, but these guys have speed. So that's even if it's just on special teams in their rookie years, like learning under Bobby Wagner for one more year, that's, that's a good situation to have some young guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I had around four. what you have in the fifth round? So in the fifth round, I took running back out of Oklahoma, Eric Gray. Um, okay, I, I've, I've looked him up a little bit. I didn't love this pick um, for myself, but he was the best available option at running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we not, need running back. He's not very big, um, but the there were some positives I read about him, honestly, that I can't really remember. But um, <laughs> It's hard when you're looking at literally uh, hundreds I th- of players. Yeah, I think cutbacks was what he excelled in um and so i just figured having a i know it's kind of a similar running style to kenneth walker but i we need more running backs and this was the best available option and this is a pretty good draft for running backs like i i haven't really got into too many prospects that i didn't like Mm -hmm. at the running back position there's some guys that are a little too slow and a little too small for my liking but beyond that there's like 15 guys that i'd be fine with us drafting yeah and then um shortly after that pick 154 i took edge out of tennessee byron young Um, oh okay this is a name i've seen a few times and i was honestly kind of surprised he was still on the draft board at 154 so i just took him because I was like, all right, well, we need another edge. Uh, can't get too many of those because that's our weakest spot on defense is our D-line. So yeah, can't say that enough. Um, and then uh, pick 162 is the pick I got in the trade, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you can see the arrows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that so one of your trades. Um, I don't know if that's still the fifth round, though, if you want to, or the sixth round. I don't know either. Um, I, I'll just say who I, I just took, uh, Dorian Williams linebacker. Out of Another Tulane. guy we both drafted. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I got him at 162. And what, what did you say you got him at? 
I took him at 151, so okay. same range. Yeah, you, basically you took him with my Eric Gray pick. Yeah. Um, so in my fifth round, I just had two picks uh, from the way it shaked out. And at pick number one, this is kind of the resolution to the Noah Fant trade. Mm-hmm. I took Zach Kuntz. I really like this prospect. I actually like him in some ways more than um, Darnell Washington because really, Are you, well, well, not you're, you're willing to say that on camera on record only as a potential pro right now. Darnell Washington's a, a better player that should be starting in the NFL, mm-hmm. but I think Zach Koontz is a little more athletic than him. He's faster. He had better three cone time. Like he bends a little bit better. He's just, I mean, he's already 255 pounds at six foot seven. So that's huge. But you look at his frame and you're like, yeah, you could add like 10 pounds of functional strength to this guy and he won't sacrifice that much speed. Uh, I think of him. How a, big is Zach Kuntz? He's six foot seven, 255. Damn. He's huge. So he's, he's so like, he's basically the same size as Washington. Yeah. He's just like 10 pounds lighter essentially. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, like I think Darnell Washington would be great, but we have to spend a possibly a first round pick on it and that's that's the only reason why i say for seattle i like the prospect of zach coons more a because we already have uh will disley and colby parkinson is a good one-two punch at starting tight end colby parkinson is kind of in some ways a model for I already, zach yeah i was gonna say i feel like he's already that but we already now, have our darnell washington right but Having three good tight ends, as we showed last year, made our offense really click. That is true. And I, you know, Colby Parkinson and Will Disley, I think, are both going to be free agents after. Well, Colby Parkinson, this is his contract year. And Will Disley, we have him in 2024 as well, but then he's a free agent, I believe. So mm-hmm. we, do, we don't have an immediate need at tight end, but we have a future need. And this guy is basically the level of prospect athletically that Tariq Woolen was last year. He's mm-hmm. his raw athletic score or relative athletic score is 10 out of 10. So the only guys I can think of off the top of my head that had that were Tariq Woolen, um, Anthony Richardson and this guy. So mm-hmm. that shows you what freakish level of athlete this guy is. And we, he doesn't have to start for us right away and it's a fifth round pick. So I feel like it's a win, win, win mm-hmm. all the way around. And then uh, three picks later, 154, I had us taking Dwayne McBride. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he would be there in the fifth round, but in this mock he was for what some reason. What position is he? He's a running back. Okay. Um, and he's got a third or fourth round grade on him. So, again, this was another situation where this guy is just a solid prospect and it's really good value getting, getting him at this point. So I double dipped at running back, but we only have two on the roster right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I would be fine with us doing that, especially if we're using later round picks for it. That was something that I regret of this, of my mock draft is not taking a running back higher and a second one. It's hard because you have to sacrifice something else, you know? Like Yeah, like I'm very happy with my draft as far as my first five picks are concerned. Mm-hmm. I love the first five picks I made. Even the sixth pick, Miles Brooks, uh at out of Louisiana Tech, the he's a tall corner. I like that pick too. But yeah. like everything after that, I'm just like, I wish I would have addressed this sooner. Like linebacker linebacker i kind of let myself get away with because of bobby wagner right um i think when i did this we hadn't re-signed 
Bobby yet, so that's why I double dipped at linebacker. Yeah, and see, I did this this morning. So yeah, <laughs> um, are are we on to your final pick? I have a, I think. I have a sixth and a seventh, so I have two I more have to go through. I have one pick left. I did okay. my 162 already, so you go ahead and do your last two picks, and then I'll do mine. Okay. So in round six, I got us going after Antonio Maffi out of UCLA. So okay. I actually got, I think, in total three UCLA players in this draft, which is just kind of funny. <laughs> um, I've seen really good highlights of this guy just pancaking people. He's a guard. Um, he won't necessarily be a starter for us right away, but he'd be really good depth at the mm-hmm. guard position. and. I've seen some people take him as high as a, the third round or fourth round. So getting him in the sixth, again, just good value. Um, and then my last pick, since I didn't get Anthony Richardson, Dorian Thompson Robinson, UCLA's quarterback. He's a bit undersized just as far as weight's concerned. I think he's 6'2", 6'3", but he's like 203 or 205. So basically the same size as me, but, you know, a pro-level athlete. And... uh he ran a four five three forty yard dash, I think. So he's fast. He's faster than Russell Wilson was. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got also a fucked up good arm. I don't know why this guy's not getting more hype as a quarterback prospect. He improved each year at UCLA. He's a five year player, has a ton of experience, really good work ethic from what I can tell, and just just seems like a good dude from the interviews I've seen with them. So if we miss out on a first round quarterback um, and he's still there on day three, I'd be fine with us even using a fourth rounder, to be honest, because I think you put him in a competition with Drew Locke for the backup and it'll it'll make a really interesting preseason at the least. Mm-hmm. And this guy has a pretty high ceiling. He's I mean, he's got a lot. He's a work in progress. There's a reason why he's not a first round guy. Yeah. But again, Chris Sims thought he was just as good as Will Levis. So just for some context. He also thought Hendon Hooker is QB three in this draft, which I just don't agree with. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think, I think we're going to be a little surprised by where some of these quarterbacks go off the board come into April. But yeah, that's, that's it for my draft. And it's a lot of players to be adding, but yeah, you, what do you have? Uh, I think I had 10, us taking 11 picks total. Two, four, seven, eight, 10. Oh, I had us taking 13. Yeah. I only have 10. Um, it's but, again, my draft is a little unrealistic <laughs> being honest, but well, my final pick is I also went quarterback. Uh, you're not going to be pleased with my selection. I took the guy to TCU. Uh, this was based purely on, he went to the national championship. Give him a chance. <laughs> he, I, I would have taken Stetson Bennett had he been available, but someone else had the same idea as me and was like, He's 29. Let's give him a shot. <laughs> well, at least with Max Dugan, he's a little bigger than Stetson Bennett and he's faster. So I wouldn't hate it. I I just, I don't know. I feel like he'd have a hard chance uh, beating out Drew Locke for the backup spot. But and, I mean, you know, uh, that's honestly why I used this. My last pick. He could be on, on the quarterback squad. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, where's the harm in a little friendly quarterback competition? Bring it. I at least wanted to use that pick on a quarterback to promote competition with the position i think that that's necessary especially if you want geno smith and drew lock to maybe drew lock is our quarterback of the future and who knows yeah exactly so we and and geno right now is so i want geno to feel not i don't want him to feel like his job 
security is not there, but I, I do want him to feel like I don't want this kid to beat me out. I agree. And I think that's kind of a mistake that we've made. Not that we ever needed. I mean, Will, Wilson was playing generationally great football for us for a long time, but you know, we haven't drafted quarterbacks at all besides that one guy we drafted in like the seventh round who I don't even remember his name. And then not only was he out of the league in a few years, but he was out of like the CFL and the AAFL. Not Keith Price, right? No, not Keith Price. Uh, I, I can't remember his name. He had tattoos everywhere, but he did not make it very long. In the league is what I'm trying to say. And he's the only other quarterback besides Russell Wilson that John Snyder has drafted as GM with us. So I, was I think it Jarrett Boykin. No, Trayvon Boykin. He was another. The, er, the guys you're thinking of were all undrafted free agents that we okay. just signed and had on the practice squad or whatever. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I'm totally blanking on the name, which yeah, is frustrating. Remember. But I mean, that shows how significant of a player he was. Yeah. So, anywho, uh, did you go through your last player yet? I did. Yep, Max. Oh, uh, that's right. Dugan okay. The last one, but yeah, that. I mean, I'm excited to do a full NFL. Honestly, I would do a seven. I would do the full seven rounds. Uh, it would For probably, every take, team. probably take me a while. Okay, maybe not full seven. I'd be down I'd, to do like two or three. I feel like seven is just going to, that's going to be like a five hour. The first thing. three rounds, <laughs> I think, could be fun. Because uh, yeah. like the first three rounds is like at least the 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 talent is where it starts to drop off i feel like after and just round three. the i mean we don't do this full time we both work full time <laughs> like it's we don't have the kind of time to know yeah 250 something Jr. players that Todd well McShay. yeah <laughs> yeah they this that's all they do and even they get it wrong all the time so yeah yeah it's hard yeah but anywho uh that's that's all i have for this one that's yeah this was a lot one. of fun uh i'm gonna go home and edit this bad boy up hopefully have it up by this evening but uh yeah you can expect a lot more of these unfortunately uh like we mentioned there was a little bit of a of a camera issue gotta work out some some kinks as as far as you know getting used to being uh, a video content creator uh there there are issues along the way uh but, but yeah it's a lot of fun i expect to you know get get more uh, familiar with this process yeah and you know we'll, we'll have it a little more decorative near we're in my office slash recording studio slash just upstairs room right now with instruments yeah. everywhere so we, we may have it look a little cooler uh, we're, here, but. we're gonna be laughing at this this setting a year from now when we're when we got our own studio and uh, our own network basically yeah jr takes channel competing with espn <laughs> All right, well, that's all I had for this one. Yeah, yeah, same here. Um, hopefully, uh, we'll, we'll we'll see you guys probably in about a week. Yeah. Thanks, Scan, and for listening to JR Takes. Catch you on the next one. Yes.